The expansion of U.S. medical schools in recent years has led to concern about whether all graduates will be able to find graduate medical education, or GME, positions. But despite a cap on Medicare-funded residency slots, new positions funded by the Veterans Health Administration, the Affordable Care Act, and other programs have created additional opportunities for graduates. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Fitzhugh Mullen, a professor of medicine and health policy and professor of pediatrics at George Washington University. Dr. Mullen has co-authored a perspective article about why fears of a shortage of residency positions may be exaggerated. Dr. Mullen, you write in your article that between 2002 and 2014, there was an estimated 49% increase in first-year enrollment in medical schools, and this year's admissions are the largest ever. What's fueled the increase in new medical schools and these expanding class sizes? Well, we've had for uh, prior to 2002 a 25-year period with very little growth in medical education under the belief that we had overtrained. The dam really burst in 2002 or a little bit thereafter. We had many students, of course, going abroad to the Caribbean, to Europe and elsewhere, U.S. students. And finally, U.S. allopathic schools decided time was ripe to begin to increase. Osteopathic schools have been increasing fairly steadily, and we now have 30 or so new allopathic and osteopathic schools since 2002. In your article, you describe a trend toward convergence between the number of medical school graduates and the number of GME positions available. So how should medical schools adapt to the likelihood that their students will face greater competition in this residency matching process? Well, the belief has been that growth of residencies are dependent on Medicare GME support, which has been capped since 1997. So the simple premise would be new medical students, new GME dollars. But in fact, residency programs have proved much more resilient. And as mentioned, uh, not only the VA and the Affordable Care Act, but creative hospitals finding new spots for traditional GME have really come to the fore. And while we have a 2.4% increase per year over this period in medical school graduates, there's actually been a 1.6% increase per year in residency first-year positions. So almost keeping track with the growth in medical graduates. So given that, the number of GME positions will probably continue to exceed the number of U.S. medical graduates. Are there other arguments for expanding the number of GME positions? What about a concern about a potential physician shortage in the United States? The physician shortage, as you know, is controversial. With residencies expanding at the rate they are to accommodate new U.S. graduates, in fact, keeping pace with it, the notion that we need to create more residency positions simply does not bear standing. If, indeed, we want to have a more balanced workforce, we've effectively moved it onshore. We're creating more U.S. positions for U.S. graduates, and that is both increasing potential for U.S. students to participate in medical education and also diminishing the brain drain, which has been a major problem globally for some time. Speaking of balance, has the expansion that has occurred in GME positions created additional slots in All specialties, or have the positions been concentrated in certain areas? Well, this is a real concern and a separate one we did not look at. We looked at the PGY-1 slots, which, of course, are both generalist pipeline slots and also, in many cases, specialty entry slots. Other evidence suggests that the more advanced training and fellowships tend to be very much specialized, and we're having trouble holding the line in primary care. But at least in terms of access to GME, 
the hospitals and federal agencies helping are expanding uh, pretty prodigiously in residency opportunities. You say as the gap between U.S. medical school graduates and GME positions begins to tighten, competition among international medical graduates will no doubt increase. You spoke about the brain drain. Do you expect that also to affect medical education in countries that are typically the source of U.S. residents? Well, it is already. To the extent the U.S. market is cooling off from the perspective of international graduates, do a lot of work in Africa, and African medical educators are aware of this and actually happy for it. Not that they aren't proud of their students when they go abroad, but in terms of building stable workforces in countries affected by diseases, including Ebola, if the North keeps taking them, it'll be very difficult to ever have stable health systems. So yes, the word has gotten to other countries, Africa, India, and elsewhere, that U.S. opportunities are diminishing, and there's much more focus on training for local practice, which globally is a very important development. So this attenuation of the brain drain really represents good global citizenship on the part of the United States, and along with UK and Canada and others, could make a big difference in stabilizing medical education and health, medical health workforce around the world. Finally, and running counter to that, you mentioned in your article current legislative proposals backed by the Association of American Medical Colleges and others to expand Medicare GME by 15,000 positions. How likely is that expansion to become a reality, and what would it mean if it did? Well, the AAMC and others have been very vociferous and persistent in their campaign for more Medicare GME money to expand 15,000 positions. This ask has been on the Hill now for six or eight years and has not gotten traction. They continue to push hard with passionate arguments that are not always fact-based, and I think it's diversionary and unfortunate We have a lot going on in GME and a lot of opportunities, but to have our leadership focused only on this one issue is not productive, particularly in face of the facts, which is that residency positions are not serving as a bottleneck. Yes, the market will get tighter, but in recent years, U.S. graduates have had effectively four positions available for three of them because a fourth is filled. We simply hire all of our people, and the rest are filled from international graduates. Going forward, that gap will get tighter, and it'll mean things will be a little more competitive. But nobody was born with dermatology on their birth certificate. This is a competitive business, and our students should be prepared to compete. And I think we'll see healthy competition, ample opportunities for all U.S. graduates, and it'll get very tight or much tighter for international graduates, both U.S. international graduates and non-U.S. international graduates. Thank you, Dr. Mullen.